Welcome back to Polders to No One and TTRPG Podcast. Dan here with Zero. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you? I am fantastic. Tired, busy, but fantastic. And nonetheless, yep. nonetheless, the life of a TTRPG person. Oh, yeah. Mood. Busy all the time. Today, our topic actually is adding new players to an existing table, which is a fairly common issue for me lately as a professional DM, because evidently a lot of people run out of money. <laughs> Yes, yes, they do, especially on the productions. Yeah, they're like, um, I can't afford this anymore. I need to go. Like, I just replaced the seat. Oh no! Oh, the life, the life. Mm -hmm. But it's it's very common. It's it, honestly, this happens a ton in maybe not in actual plays as much, but it does happen in actual plays. Oh yeah, stream shows. I've had it happen in like one shots that like ended up becoming like two or three shots before it happens in real life games. It's a very common thing that I think everybody should know how to do. Yeah. The the problem of the rotating cast is definitely real. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great. Most of the time I don't think it's like as big of a deal, except when you're like in a plot centric story, focus on the character that just left. Then it's a little bit of a pain. Very much so. Yeah. And you're like Welp, that happened. We're just going to pretend yeah. that didn't. But what would your advice be to a newbie DM or, or an experienced DM? It's like, shit, I have an open seat now. This game's been going on for 20 plus sessions. What do I do? I tend to find it best to find just good arc points, good waypoints in the story for bringing a new player in. So I've had occasions in the past where... The players were in the middle of like a pretty serious arc, and then one of them had to leave for real life reasons. It wasn't the right time to bring someone in, new in necessarily, but I wanted that person to sit in and see what was going on. So just even a session where a new player might be able to just to sit in and check things out, see if it's something that they would even want to be involved in in the first place. And after that, Finding that plot point along the way where whatever arc has just been dealt with, whatever villain they had been dealing with has just been dealt with, they've got a moment of reprieve or they need to go on to the next plot hook. I'll try to tie in that new player's character with that plot hook. And that normally involves having an entirely new session zero just for that player to maybe do a quick session where I bring them up to speed or they can go through a very mini adventure on their own that ties back into the group things like that i love the mini adventure ideas honestly oh yeah i've done that so i am the dm for off the queer heroes for their tower of a soul campaign and one of the things that we did whenever we have a player that's absent we actually put in place a, a guideline because one player knew they couldn't commit to every single week mm -hmm. but we still wanted to play with them so we're like yeah we'll we'll make it work with your god so basically whenever they weren't there their god malar the beast lord would pluck them out of existence for the war oh that's perfect and just pull them out wherever they wanted and put an npc in, in their place and it worked out really well because whenever anybody is missing we just say malar fucked up and grabbed the wrong person oh yeah but he will never admit to fucking up he just said that he needs that person more than the other person <laughs> And he's a god. What are you going to tell him? <laughs> I absolutely freaking love that. That is a perfect way to swap folks in and out. Yep. It, it works out so much. It so, works out so well. And actually, there is the potential that the that this person that this NPC is might be replaced with an actual person who has a very open schedule. Right. So he'd just be like, 
yo, we need somebody this week. Are you are you available so we can replace them with like uh, another person that works for Malar because Riku just wasn't doing his job appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this god has this kind of temp work agency going on. Really appreciate Basically. that. He's just like, yeah, you're all expendable. I'll take whoever I want. Yeah, you'll you'll work you'll work this job site on this particular week. Uh, don't worry, your contract only. We'll talk benefits later. It's fine. The benefit is I don't let you die. Exactly. You get to go back. But this comes in. The, the reason why I bring this up is because what I was doing is off show, like not even in, not even like recorded. I would do like a quick little combat session with them, and it would take like twenty minutes, maybe. And I, I'd say, okay, this is what you did. I need you to roll X dice. And I always use Connie Chang from Transplaner. They made a wonderful accelerated combat guide for fifth edition. Oh, nice. Absolutely adore it. And you roll two dice and that's it per combat. Lovely. And that determines how well you do. And you kill them if you hit. Like you, you kill the bad guy instantaneously. Mm-hmm. But how well you defend is determining how how much damage you take interesting and you can't die you get knocked unconscious at the worst very interesting so i always do this and i'm like okay roll three times you are participating in three battles and i lower the damage or higher the raise the damage dependent on their level and they're always healed a little bit before they get sent back but that Mm. way they have a story of what happened on their journey and that adds a little bit of flavor. Like one time one person saw someone with the, they're fighting the order and the order all have these masks on that are stone, all the same identical. And they saw someone's mask break. And this is the first time they saw a human underneath of the mask. And they don't know, they've never seen humans before because they live in the chaos realm where humans aren't welcomed. Mm-hmm. So they're like, it was just a normal person. It was just oh, that's a cool. person with scared green eyes and it looked like they were crying, but they were just a person behind that mask. They weren't monsters. <laughs> and it adds so much to like the little, little nitpicky parts of the story that don't have to be necessarily the main focus. That's perfect. I really dig that. Yeah. So that's why I like doing those side stories. Also, I love having like, I will totally do a, a, a little side quest in just chat in Discord while other people are doing stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Having those little vignettes ready to go is is not only great filler work and busy work, but also it's in a pinch. You can just, nope, I'm going to select a little bit of you, throw you down. Okay, we're good to go. We can continue on with the story. Yep, pretty much. It works really well, especially when someone's like wants to do something sneakily. Mm-hmm. Which I try to discourage for the most part if they're gonna like run off and do something, but if it's something like that does make sense for the story, then I'm like, yeah, sure. Roll, oh yeah, totally. Roll stealth. And then like the players are like, hey, so and so, you don't see them. What do you mean I don't see them? You look around, they're not there. They, they were just here. You. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, they rolled a twenty-eight, and your passive perception is not a twenty-eight. So <laughs> sorry. But Don't also that, that kind of that opens the avenues as not only having the tips and tricks for bringing a new player in, but having the tools in place for allowing a player a graceful exit. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ways like when a player has to leave, which 
does happen quite a lot, and especially, like I said, in paid games. I try to still incorporate them in the story or like allow them to have their ending if they choose to, mm-hmm. especially if it's already been like an established game. And there was like one game a player was in that I actually made their player become the next bad guy just because they were diving into some things that I was like, you could very easily become obsessive over this. Do you want to do that? And they're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. And then they left and I'm like, you cool with me thinking your character a bad guy? Like unintentionally, they didn't yeah. want to become a bad guy, but they went down a route that they were just like becoming greedy for power. And it was so much fun and it hit so much closer to home. Oh God, yeah. But it's it's that, that line of communication again, talking these things out in advance. And I mean, that sets up so many things down the line for if this player is ever able to return, redemption arcs and yada yada mm-hmm. yada yada that's awesome so i love the idea though of like having a player s- sit in for a, a se- an episode or a session to see if it's their type of tea if it's their cup of tea because mm-hmm. not every table is going to be your table oh exactly if you get the chance to actually sit down and experience it because let's face it, it uh, we we all watch a lot of live plays thank you so much pandemic i can tell you that there are tables I love to watch that I would not play at, right? Super entertaining, but not for me. So I love giving players that option because it doesn't matter how much they want me as their DM or they enjoy what they've been hearing from the other players or anything like that. It's like, no, sit down at your table, see how it goes, see if this is your bag. And if it's not your bag, no worries. We got to hang out at least. Yeah, that's definitely important because there have been times where a player just isn't the right fit and what i try to do with the paid games specifically actually i try to do this with the actual plays and the paid games with the one shots i just try random people like i'm just like yeah you 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 let's go (laughs) right (laughs) Um, because i don't i only have to play with them one episode so if i don't like them or we don't jive well it's just it's one episode yeah and then i can and honestly like out of the 200 almost 200 episodes that i've participated in i think there's less than five people that i'd be like i don't ever want to play with you again yeah bless blessedly it's rare but it happens yeah kind of in that same ratio where i can think off the top of my head there's maybe three people that i would not want to sit down at the table at all period so i totally get that yeah and it's usually because they do something that's like a pet peeve of mine and mm-hmm. i'm just like oh my god you're grating on my nerves and i cannot separate the two at the, after that gets to that point I'm oh no. Like, you're just you're metagaming. You're just fucking metagaming. Stop fucking metagaming. Mm. For the love of God. <laughs> Thou shalt not metagame. Like interruptions happen, but the talking over somebody until you can finish what you're saying and not actually acknowledging that, hey, I spoke over you. I'm sorry. And one of you talk. Mm-hmm. Cross talk and things like that. Yeah. And it happens because we can't see each other talking. So just one of you stop and let the other person go. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, I almost want to put, I've, I've got my stream deck here, and I almost want to put that whole um, music from the Academy Awards where someone has been speaking too long and they start playing it to get them off the stage. <laughs> I almost want to put that on my stream deck. That would be fantastic. It's like talking too long. Yeah. Honestly, time's up. Let's go. It's like just tap your watch. We need that for some people with ADHD who talk to, I need that for myself, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like nikki you've been going on for five minutes wrap it up let the other person go it's like okay just sorry. show a gif of was it miss minutes from loki and it's like just tapping on her watch going okay hon hurry it up <laughs> yep that sounds perfect just be like running out of time 
<laughs> we're not just here to hear you talk. It's like, fine, fine. Let somebody else go. But what I like to do with the actual plays and the paid games is I always want to have a conversation with the person mm-hmm. uh, verbally. Like I want, to, I'm like, hey, can we jump on a phone call? Can we jump on a Discord call? Because that's going to ultimately give me a better idea if I'm going to get along with that person for right. a longer period of time. And what's funny is the the one player I didn't do that with for my one game, they ended up leaving with before the first session happened. Ooh. Um, oh, damn. Right. And I'm like, I had a bad vibe from them before I even started because I, I just I didn't have time to get to get them in and have a conversation with them before the game because they joined very last minute. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be fine. But because they didn't join, the, they joined so soon before the session zero, I didn't get that explanation I gave everybody else. And they didn't have the time that everybody else had to like talk to each other about their character co- concepts and stuff like that. So they went in blind, which was unfair to them. And I didn't get a good conversation with them to explain what was happening, which I think ultimately was the downfall of it. But by, by the end of the session zero, I literally told one of my friends, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's going to drop. Oh, shit. And then he did before session one. But everyone else I've talked to, I think one of them, I was like, this isn't going to be the right fit for you. And the rest have been pretty, like, all have been good. And I'm like, yeah, I'm joined. Let's have fun. Yeah. I mean, you've been doing this more than long enough where you just, you kind of just get a sense of people and yeah. a sense of the kind of players they're going to be. It doesn't always work. I mean, we're, we're not clairvoyant, unfortunately, but same, same kind of gig, especially when I'm casting for one shots, I mm-hmm. tend to cast to type. Like this is, this is the type of adventure I'm running and I know exactly the type of players I would like to be on it. Thankfully, I know so many folks in the TTRPG industry where I can just kind of put them into folders. You're like this, you're like this, you like playing these characters and so on and so forth. I would like to be in a game one day, please. Yes. Do what now? I would like to be in a game one day, please. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. We can make this happen. Fantastic. Sorry. But I've only really had the one issue when it came to scheduling any any sort of new player, and it was someone who was versed well enough in 5th edition, but they weren't really versed in actual streamed games. Mm. So this was one of those, I had to have a talk with them, basically. It's like, this is no offense to you, right? It's a difference between looking for a player for your game and looking for a personality for the camera, unfortunately. Yeah. And... Oh God, that sucks. I hate it. And it sucks anytime I cast something and there's always going to be someone who feels left out. And I'm like, it's not personal. It's really not. Yeah. And that's a hard line to cross because one of my biggest things is like a lot of people who I've noticed, at least in the TTRPG community, were theater nerds or were in journalism (laughs) or like were in some sort of storytelling Mm -hmm. and like I started with band. I started, I didn't do theater. I didn't, I, I wrote stories and I've played right. D&D for going on 19 or tabletop games going on 19 years now. So I have the experience from a player perspective. Right. But as a performative perspective, I didn't have that. So honestly, I've only been doing the performative side of things for the last two years, four months. Oh, that's still a good bevy of experience there. But yeah, yeah, now it is. But like, it was like all brand new. And then the streaming side of things, I didn't start actually streaming until the last like, mm, I streamed a little bit, but and I did YouTube a little bit. So that Mm -hmm. was a little bit helpful. But it's been like six to eight months less. It's been less than a year that I've been streaming. Oh, wow. And it's, it's a whole 
different side of things, but I've fallen <laughs> in love with it, even though I'm not the most, I don't necessarily show the biggest expressions when I'm playing, mm-hmm. but you will see in my face when I'm annoyed and when my character is annoyed and I will get into the emotions of that character 1000%. Oh, hell yeah. And I love the intensity that some of these games bring. And I'm just like, what are you doing to me? Give me that. <laughs> well, that's the best. That's that's the shit we live for, right? Be running games or playing in them. That's the shit we crave. Give us that that top shelf serotonin hit, please. And yes. thank you. Oh, my God. The uh, A couple of weeks ago, I had three intense games, two finales, and one was just super intense all in the same week. Oh, the drop from that was so bad. Oh, God, the bleed over from that would have been brutal. It was. It was so brutal, but it was so worth every second of it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, that sucks. And I'm very tired. When can we do it again, please? (laughs) Pretty much exactly that. Like I (laughs) and like one of them was gone done for good. This was only it was a six parter. It was a two Shadowrun games on Weave the Tail. Oh no! So the first Shadowrun game was only supposed to be a five-part episode, a series, and then um, we got a sixth episode because we hit our donation goal. Oh, nice! It was it was fantastic, but it ended with my character just saying, summoning an air elemental and saying, "Fry everything and everyone in this building." <laughs> and the DM's like, "Are you sure of your wording on that?" And it's like, "Yes," and they're like. Okay, you guys are included in that shit. But no, she said it. (laughs) Yep. That is the most epic letter of resignation I think I've ever heard. We survived. (laughs) We survived. (laughs) Um, Our mage got hit. We survived. But that's how, like, she was prejudiced against Aztecnology, and they were in Aztecnology. So she Mm -hmm. hit this blood rage moment where she just, like, I need to destroy everything. so that's what happened she wasn't thinking tactically even though she's like created for this type of shit she was just thinking with her like every person they ever killed that was her friend Mm -hmm. i didn't ask how big the room is i said i cast fireball (laughs) pretty much yeah that's exactly what happened and then the second one was also a shadow run game but it was the end of a 10th the 10th episode of the campaign and thank fucking to the gods all the gods, thank all the fucking gods. We get, we're getting a season two. Oh hell yeah! Congrats! I'm so excited because I love that character. Hell yes! It was the boss battle, and oh. my character's wife was in danger and didn't fucking remember her. Oh no! So there was just so much drama and so much tension and sadness, but excitement and like fear we were all gonna die, but like joy that we got to like see xyz happen and like it ended it ended in a particular way but like now there's even more hype for the next next season <laughs> and this was all within the same week this was all in the same week god damn yeah so the first game was tuesday that game was friday and then friday night was monster of the week game which wasn't a finale thankfully but my character ended up having to run from homeland security <laughs> um because uh she she was a ghost at one point and she has a fake birth certificate but you can't get rid of your real death certificate 
Mm-hmm. or original birth certificate so they're like um excuse me i think you're a con artist trying to get all this money from this billionaire and it's like uh no Uh-oh. well they're like well the person you are saying you are died in 96 well that's a weird coincidence awkward and they're like how old are you uh 24 what year were you born shit math um, <laughs> 19 nope not 1970 something that's how old i was when i was actually born um 2022 minus yeah carry the one it's like it would have been it would have been 97 that's what i was gonna say yep 97 yep 97 like uh please put your arms out it's like i would rather not (laughs) and the fun was on oh then she teleported away in front of a person which is probably not the best idea she's had oh no well, that happened. She brought it upon herself. She she didn't think clearly. <laughs> she thought panic, panickedly, which led I'm to no- <laughs> so many problems. I'm noticing a trend here from this week of characters not thinking clearly. And Honestly, you know, I'm here for it. Nikki doesn't think clearly. <laughs> awesome. She's just like, I'm just like panic. What is happening? Mm-hmm. Panic. Respond. You have to respond. Think. Ah. Oh, shit. I said that thing. Okay. That's what's happening. That's funny. Cool. Yep. I employ the defensive use of memes when I get flustered. So that's my smoke bomb. Just memes and pop culture references. And then yeah. I flee. Uh, it just, it ended so beautifully. And then yesterday, um, at the time of recording this, so the, the 8th of April, we had our, our the next episode after that intense one. And it led to it working out but she got picked up by the white council equivalency from dresden files Ooh, okay because she's a mortal with magic then she's not labeled as a mortal that can do magic but she wasn't a mortal and now she is and she's like wait i'm i'm a mortal when did that happen oh no yep looks like the wardens went a little a uh, little chat with the character yeah but that was like the, the scene with that wasn't even the worst one. The scene with her sister was the worst one because they both said some shit Uh-oh. that they can't take back. But they're both like done. So oh no! It was it was wonderful, but also like the players like I'm sorry ahead of time for what the things I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna send a little note. I apologize for what's about to happen. XOXO, love ya. Pretty much because. Mm-hmm. My character teleported to her to out of to protect herself, but also like to find her, not realizing, oh hey, she's driving a motorcycle down the street. So oh. she almost crashed into my character. Oh shit. My bad. I tried to heal her. She said, Don't fucking touch me. Oh. And demanded that we just leave. And then we were having a conversation and I was trying to explain myself. And she's like, I fixed your problems again. Don't worry about it. Like being very upset. And Damn. It ended up becoming a thing where she's like, uh, the sister said, it's always about you, isn't it? Or it doesn't always have to be about you. And my character's like, no, it has to be about you. <laughs> and both the, like the, the drama is like, both of them think it's always about the other person. Because like my character's reasoning is she was the firstborn child that was literally killed by her parents and given to a entity so that her sister could be the more powerful one. Mm-hmm. But the sister's like, I don't want that. Like, why would I ever want that? And it's like, oh, shit. it doesn't matter if you want it or not. It still happened. I am like a sidekick to you. 
I died because of that. And then I sold my soul to save you. God damn. Like it was like all this intensity. And she's like, well, I never asked you to do that. And then I was, and then finally some, I forget what she said exactly, but uh, my character's like, well, you don't have to worry about it anymore. And then she just left. Like she jumped off the moving motorcycle. <laughs> Not a great idea, but. And this was again all in uh, all in the one week. So what yeah. I'm hearing is that Pixar needs to take a few pages out of your book when it comes to just heavy, heavy drama in a very compressed amount of time. Yeah. Uh, well, part of that was in a second week, but yes, yes, a lot of that was in one week. <laughs> oh, so it was just spillover. That's that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I like intense games. They're fun. Like oh hell yeah, it. definitely bring it. <laughs> But oof, all in one week. I mean, kudos to you. That is mad respect for me on that because I can do maybe once every couple of weeks have something really intense, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go, uh, go hide my blanket for it for a little bit and uh, watch some Star Wars Rebels, and had, uh, I'll, I'll see you there. Yeah, I had 48 hours of like pure just depression. <laughs> oh, I bet. I After bet. that, I'm just like, no, I'm in. I'm in under my blanket. Nope. Bye bye. Nope, I don't exist. Yep. What happened? I played a game, Fetch Me the Ben and Jerry's. Okay. Please provide me the ice cream. Mm-hmm. And the, the ice cream and cuddles, please. Thank you. Pretty much. I, I honestly didn't feel better until I went and cuddled my girlfriend. Oh, God. I can only <laughs> imagine, yeah. Catherine knows uh, anytime I get out of the game, and it's particularly intense when I come kind of shuffling into the room and latch onto her for a hug. <laughs> Like you're okay. I'm just just hug me. Just just hug me. We're good. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Like unfortunately, on so every single night, my um. So I'm poly. So my, I live with my husband and my. I have a girlfriend that I've been dating for like three months now. Huh. Um. So the Tuesday, Thursday night, and I think Friday night too. He had already been. He was already in bed by the time I had finished. Uh huh. So I just went to sleep. And like Saturday, I like had to have all the cuddles and I was very needy all day Saturday and Sunday and then Sunday oh. or Monday I was like okay cuddles with girlfriend time think think yep. of everything and then between the two I was like okay I'm feeling better now thanks but also <laughs> I was I also was out of my anxiety meds for two days oh no so the combination was not a great time <laughs> no holy shit not a good time I'm glad you had folks there for you yeah I'm just like Okay, I know this is bleed over and this isn't my reality, but anti-anxiety meds would be fantastic right now. Uh-huh. Damn. They do not tell you the side effects of tabletop games, guys. No, they don't. <laughs> well, it's just a game. But the emotions are real. The emotional damage. Yeah. Screw the other types of damage that you can find with in 5e. Emotional damage. No one is safe. No one has a high enough AC. And it is always a critical hit. Every damn time. Yep. They don't they don't tell you about that one. You have vulnerability. <laughs> Chapter one of the DMG. Pucker up because this will suck at times. Every tabletop game. Warning. You will get attached to your character. Uh -huh. You will you suffer will get attached. damage. Try try watching Bambi on repeat before playing a game just to oh. feel less. Watch old Yeller. Or old god, old yeller, Jesus. Never ending story. No, our text, <laughs> no. These will help numb you to the pains. <laughs> we're we're professional TTRPG uh, individuals. Uh, 
please don't take this as actual medical advice, but go ahead and do it anyway, because going to this numb is, is helpful at times. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. If you have emotional bleed that lasts longer than four hours, please consult doctors Ben and Jerry. Oh my god, I need a shirt that says that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just need a shirt that just like, yes, I, uh, I need that. I need to make that happen. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Add players. To it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about adding players to the... Uh, the emotional beatdown. Yeah. First off, don't warn them about this emotional. No, don't. No, <laughs> ever. No. See, you want to live for those moments, that dawning comprehension when they realize, oh no, this is going to affect me outside of the game, isn't it? Yes, it is. Welcome, Padawan. Hello. Sorry for the interruption here, but I wanted to give you a advertisement for one of our friends in the tabletop community. Please give it a listen and go check them out. What happens when you get a bunch of truly nerdy scientists together and force them to play tabletop role-playing games? You might be surprised. Nature Check is a TTRPG channel you can find on Twitch, YouTube, and podcast apps everywhere. Join the fun as the cast explores fantasy worlds and connects your favorite gaming moments to real-life science. If you like TTRPGs, ridiculous jokes, and nerdy fun facts, then Nature Check is the show for you. Now? back to the show. I think when you're adding new people, it's also a good idea to get like the level of what type of role player they are because if they're not a role player and you are a role play happy focused story, they're not going to like you. Oh god. Oh no, 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 no. So that's the that's the other thing I'd brought up aside from like the little mini adventure I might run them through. I basically have another mini session 0 and using, you know, the normal checklists and safety tools and things like that, I kind of feel out where they are as a player uh, especially with new players who are new to role playing as well right mm -hmm. i want them i want them to know that they have the space to explore it but also that if it takes them time to work up to that that's fine too mm -hmm. um and if it's a if it's an established group i may have just a full blown new session zero where everyone's involved and they're talking things through because i like the players to also have the opportunity to have their characters know one another, particularly when a new player comes in, just makes yeah. it a little bit easier on the the new kid in town, as it were. One thousand percent, yes. I love having. Once I learned what a session zero was, mm -hmm. I never looked back. I'm like, this has to happen in every game forever. But they're so useful, so damn useful. Actually, there is an episode about that. You guys should check the link out below about the session. Nice. Zero. Go go listen. It's it <laughs> also, was a quality plug. Go listen now. Stop, also, stop listening to me. Stop this and go listen to that. No, wait, finish listening to this first and then go. <laughs> <laughs> All we're going to talk about is more emotional damage. Go, go, go listen now. The connections have honestly transformed the game since I started doing that. And, and I love having that concept because when I have added characters into this to these other games, I'm mm -hmm. like, OK, let's find a way to connect you to at least one other person if we can. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it works, sometimes not so much. Like one time it was like, you are the guard of her uncle that's missing. And that led to some interesting conflicts of its own. Uh -oh. And other times it was like, you both know the same person. Like, you know a person, you have a mutual common friend. So that's also happened. But then there's like, there's some where it's like, you just saw them around town or you can even go really fun and be like, this is your ex. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! 
it's always up to the players, but honestly, I right. think that one would be hilarious and that should happen one day. Like, I think it's funny, but, and that's the players who would be like, okay, this is turning into Jerry Springer now, so we're going to dial this back. This is your on and off again, X. Um, yeah. <laughs> currently, you're on. <laughs> I don't know. You fought really bad last night. No. Yeah, some words were said, things were broken. You can't return those words, unfortunately. None of you know to modify memory, and it's a little too late for that. Mm-hmm. Subtweets happened on Twitter, so just a heads up, you know. It was- I just I love adding them in some form of way like that, even if it's like even if it's like you're from the same temple or like you saw each other as you knew each other as kids or something, just some type of common connection with someone. So there's a reason for you to join. And even if there's not just like have a mutual reason for you to participate with them. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, why are you with them? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, let's have a reason for this. Do you ever use the integral character trick maybe i haven't heard it called that okay so the integral character and you'll you you'll see this a lot on shows like critical role whenever they have like the guest star pop on is a character that is integral to that story point that that Um, excuses why they are there and why the players would want to work with them do you ever use that trick yes awesome that's the the guard one Hmm. was that because gotcha the plot we were following was juno's uncle was missing she was given a bottle before he went missing and it happened to be a gin a a gin in the in the bottle and when she she became a warlock patron of the genie (gasps) because she opened the bottle oh no and the genie's like i will give you powers if you help free me from this lamp that your uncle put me in (laughs) and the people that had her uncle were after this lamp so when I added this other player, he was the guard of the uncle who finally found her because he was told, if I ever go missing, find my niece, knowing nothing about this genie and just trying to find out where this, try, still trying to save the uncle, but also trying to keep the niece safe. Holy shit. That is beautiful. I like that. Yeah. Juno ended up running away after a very intense combat that was very gory and realizing like, I'm not meant for this. Um, I'm just a normal villager. Uh, this is not okay. <laughs> She ran away with her kidnapper and their kidnapper's five children. Oh, no. You know, as one does. You're talking some Stockholm Syndrome? What's going on? Uh, it wasn't really Stockholm Syndrome. They just got along really well after the kidnapping. And they like are like, I'll pay you if you let me go. And they're like, okay. All right. Business deal. I can appreciate that. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> we get along really well. You want breakfast? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Hey, listen, could you go ahead and rate me on uh, kidnappers.com? Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah, it. Let's go I'm, get some tamales. On a scale of one, on one to five stars, five stars being your best kidnapping ever, <laughs> one star being the worst, how would you rate this kidnapping? Honestly, a three. I will shoot you if you say three. You need to put five stars. Yeah, that's five why, stars, That's please. why it was a three first time. You shot me twice. You shouldn't have run away. <laughs> but I had mints. I had mints. I had free mints, and the music was really good. So come on, bump that up to a five. I'm angling for a raise here. <laughs> I healed you, didn't I? I gave you breakfast. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Eggs Benedict. That shit wasn't cheap. I'm not made of platinum. Let's go. <laughs> now I just want a futuristic game where that happens. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
honestly. Well, I mean, you've got you've got it in place for that to potentially happen. So I could see that happening in my astral futuristic game. Ooh. It's currently paused, but and I've told the story before, but I love Shadowrun so much. And then in this game, we jumped into the astral plane. And because time worked differently, I'm like, what if the astral plane was like the future? Because why not? Oh, that'd be cool. Because there yeah. isn't much detail on the astral plane on the wiki. Like there's there's stuff from like there's stuff on the um on the doors and sigil and things like that and the Lady of Pain. And there's stuff on like the graveyard of the gods but there's not stuff right. about the rest of the astral plane at least not much and no no not much so i'm like what if like the silver pools that do have information were right next to a living and breathing city that's futuristic but works on magical technology Ooh, arcane punk hell yeah yeah and what if it's like shadow run but on the astral plane so it's astral run technically okay that so i i adore that Yep. So that's what it became. And it was a lot of fucking fun. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. I even had them instead of going instead of decking into the matrix, they astral projected into the astral plane and mm -hmm. had a magical hacker who hacked into the scrying orbs to see where people were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got Oh, no, you're giving me too many ideas. I've got so many projects. Oh, no. If, if you do it, I want to. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, I need to get these one shots out first. One shots out first. Too many ideas. Damn you. You're welcome. I apologize <laughs> for nothing. Like, no, suffer with me. You're welcome. I'm in like 10 games for a reason. Yeah, that's fair. I just keep thinking more things and I'm like, I want to do that. Okay, mm -hmm. do it. I don't have time mm -hmm. to do that. Fine time. How many works in, project, in progress do you have? All of them. All yeah. of them. We're not even going to talk about the arts and crafts ones. We're just going to talk about the, the TTRPG ones. Oh, yeah. No, There's we're so many. Do pay no attention to the works in progress behind the curtain. That's that's a whole other warehouse. We're not touching that. I saw that you did terrain building and I was just like, oh, yeah, uh -huh. I did terrain building. I should finish that that building. That oh, no, I've got I'm literally sitting at my desk and I've got just at my desk four unpainted minis. I need to do two uh kind of dioramas in progress xps foam so yeah that's not even looking at the rest of the room just the stuff sitting in front of me is enough yeah everything in my house is like all my arts and crafts stuff is like hiding currently in the entertainment center and i went looking the other day excuse me i went looking the other day for something specific i was looking for my heat gun that's what i was looking for because i'm uh -huh. making um i'm in the process of making a uh mini uh, cyber limb for oh sweet for my uh street sam character for the shadow run game um Very so nice. i had the foam and i know i have a heat gun somewhere in this house and i had foam from when i wanted to make a bracer at one point so i found the foam and i was like cool and i have acrylic paint cool where's my heat gun and i'm like digging through my entire entertainment center <gasps> no. i found everything but the heat gun oh, but no. i was like Oh, cool. Leather cord. I need that maybe. And I found like an old paintbrush that's a stippling paintbrush, which is perfect for dry brushing. And I'm like, cool, I need this. And I just ended up using a candle because I could not find my heat gun for the life of me. Oh, no. Um, It's somewhere in this house. And then it's somewhere. <laughs> and then I was looking on Amazon. I was like, OK, I want I need rivets of some kind to make like little rivets. And I'm like, I have diamond art. Oh, 
sure. can just use the diamond art gems. They're black ones. That works. And that's what I did. It worked. I'm like, I don't have to go buy anything. Sweet. Oh, that's the freaking best. The only thing I had to buy was gloves. Anytime I could find stuff like that. Yeah. Technically, I didn't even need to do that. I could have sewed my own, but I was really lazy and did not want to do that. You're working, you're working smarter, not harder. That's what we're saying. Not lazy. I did find the fabric that could be the gloves. I was like, oh, there's enough scraps here that I could actually make a pair of gloves. No, I don't want to take out the sewing machine. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. That's a mood. If I take out the sewing machine, I have to finish the sew the the dress I bought fabric for. And if I do that, then I'm going to want to make the other dress that I bought fabric for. And then I'm going to go into it like a mm-hmm. hyper focus on sewing instead of tabletops, and everything's going to fall behind. The whispers of all these projects from the darkened corners of the entertainment room. Why have you forsaken me? Because I don't have time. Much. <laughs> It's like, look, I, I saw another hyper-focused thing, and, and I got distracted, okay? Yeah, it happens, you know? Like, Cut me some I, slack. I don't know what to tell you. The clay looked cool at the time. I bought clay. I made a beholder. <laughs> I needed it in my life. And then the clay is now dry, And but I made the beholder, so... <laughs> I, I don't know where I was going with this, but... <laughs> yeah. Dear viewer, what we're trying to tell you is that we cannot be trusted in craft stores, ever. So just keep that in mind. God, no. I just posted pictures of the one thing I started building with terrain and haven't finished yet. Ooh, where'd you post it? I want to see. Uh, Let's see. Oh, I love that. Have you ever played Dragon Heist? I'm sorry? Have you played Dragon Heist? Uh, No, but I've heard about it. This is uh, Trollskull Keep. Oh, Dragon Heist. God, yes, of course I have. I own the damn thing. Oh, my God. But that is awesome. We named it a uh, critical troll. Uh, instead of skull. <laughs> uh, I forget what it was called actually, but that's the first floor. And I started building the second floor and then I got bored and distracted, but it's, it's to scale. It's like two inches high. I did everything by hand, including the glass uh, the glass quote unquote in the windows. Yeah. Those windows look rad. Well done. Oh, this is awesome. I have to remember what I used, but I ran out of it because my kid used the entire bottle to like glaze something and I was so mad. Oh no. I mean it wasn't for it was for an art project, but I was like, I had varnish. You could have used the varnish, but no, you used the very expensive glass thing that was only good for this that took me like six months to find. But okay. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> oh brutal. Yeah. Well, yeah. On that far-flung fine day that you you finally finished this, I would love to see the final product. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> this is four stories tall. Like, why does it have to be that tall? Yeah, there, there's a lot to it. Like, I drew out all four stories on graph paper because we changed it, too. Like, we, we changed the layout. Mm-hmm. So I have it drawn on draft paper and everything. Oh, and no. And I'm like, so we just used that. And I'm like, oh, cool. We can use these in the buildings and we can play in this place. And then we beat Dragon Heist before we actually got to use it. I'm like, oh. You know what the worst part of all this is? This is making me want to build it. You're welcome. God damn it. Uh, my to-do list is getting way too long. And I've only been chatting with you for like a, a, just under an hour. Yep. God damn it. This is how it how it has to go. Mm-hmm. We just all make each other want to do more things. 
We can't be trusted. We're terrible enablers. Professional okay. enablers. Professional enablers, yes. It's like, if you pay me to do this thing, I will do it. Yes. Just put it on YouTube or something. Pay me money. I will make it happen. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to sponsor Beholder to No One's podcast. I do have a Patreon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Play the Patreon. Pay for the Patreon. Let's go. Go check out the Patreon that I'm going to plug now more often than I have been because I haven't been at all. Because uh, in there, you can get early access to stuff and also merch. Merch is cool. You should get merch. Or if you, if, if you want, I also have a $20 gelatinous cube level where you could just get advertisements from my from me on Twitter. Okay, that's cool. That's seriously cool. Yeah. All, all of the levels are named after monsters. So if you want to be part of the Patreon, it's Flump, Mimic, Flame, Skull, Mind Flare, Beholder, Ancient Dragon. Ooh. And then the gelatinous cube is the ad spot. Eh, always room for jello. Yeah, they have to have a gelatinous cube. Absolutely. So, so y'all do the thing. Go yeah. go support it. Make cool shit happen. Who doesn't want to be a flame skull? I mean, honestly. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. You get to come back to life after you die unless somebody kills you in a very specific way. I mean, I've got that on my, my vision board on Pinterest right now. For a low, uh, you know, low. live, laugh, love, flame skull. Yeah. For a low, low cost of five dollars a month, you can you <laughs> too can become a flame skull. <laughs> No, no emotional damage necessary. You just have to fork over five bucks. Yeah, exactly. If you want emotional damage, that's at least the beholder level. Oh my god! <laughs> that's where you can get your exclusive one shot. Oh no! Yep. So hey, pay pay for the privilege, make more cool shit happen, and then uh, maybe get some emotional damage. You know, it's a it's a value no matter how you slice it. I need to find a way to plug that like every session, but it needs to be just that good. It has to be that good. It, there, yes. I can't one up that. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my ad copy is flawless. Just clip that and put it in every episode. Yep. There you go. <laughs> now for a moment from our sponsors. I'm the sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Do you enjoy emotional damage? Have we a deal for you? Oh my goodness. We should talk again about adding people. Uh right. Adding people. <laughs> I mean, we've we've covered, I think, like the best, most universal ways to go about it, right? Yeah. yeah. And the only the only thing I could really add on there is if you were a DM, and this is for the DMs out there that are doing longer form campaigns and everything, something that was touched on earlier is having a, an egress point for players that you know are not going to stick around. That's the other half of the equation. Yeah. Uh, it's one. It, it's fine and good to be able to welcome new players to your table, but you need those tools in place to allow players to leave said table and do it on the highest note possible because they'll want to play with you again. Yes, honestly, you definitely need to do that and like also have ways if people can't make it just to like kind of step aside, like give them their own little journey, which we talked about a little bit um, earlier, mm. but it doesn't have to be as crazy as like a god plucking you out of existence it could just be like i need to go take care of some things right um, with my family or whatever everybody has a backstory so tie it into that but when people leave try to make it like as epic as possible oh hell yeah i know i've i felt gutted almost when i left a game that i had played for three years i felt kind of like insulted that my character vanished because she fell for a trap what like a portal trap she was a level 13 monk that was oh, badass as fuck. And she fell for a portal trap. And I'm like, really? 
really? That's how you took her out? Really? And I, I literally told the, the one player I was still talking to, because I left for multiple reasons, but the, one of the main reasons was because of my schedule. And I had that game till like nine and then a game at nine. Oh, wow. So it was like right up to the, I had to leave and then jump onto the other thing. So I ended up leaving because I just wasn't having as much fun anymore. I loved the character. I loved the NPCs. I loved the players. Like everything was fantastic. I, I wasn't a fan of the DM at the story and I just wasn't having as much fun anymore, even though they were an amazing storyteller. Mm-hmm. So when I finally left, it took about six months and this was we played for three years. And about six months later, I got reached out to by the DM saying, hey, we're finally fighting the boss. Do you want to come back for the boss fight? And I'm like, yes, please, because I needed that closure yeah. and to know that my character wasn't just taken out by something stupid like have her taken out by this badass boss sure that's fine or by a dragon God. <laughs> like a portal trap off camera no i'm sorry that's weak tea yeah it's just she's so much cooler than that like she can literally run like 180 feet in a round if she's not hasted <laughs> and you want to and she can be hasted because we have a spellcaster and you want her to just poof she's gone oh no like she got killed by fucking goku and then resurrected and you're just poofing she's gone this is bullshit let's see i'm looking at the death certificate here and it says ah yes cause of death deus ex machina well that's unfortunate she literally like she was that monk that always had to go pick a fight with a bigger person to prove she could Right. So she always went to every everywhere she went. She found the fight ring. She went and fought. She picked the biggest guy every single time. Very predictable. So in one city, finally, and when I found out, I'm like, that was a trap. This is fucking amazing. That was a genius fucking move. She picked the biggest guy. She went to fight him, knowing like I'm badass. I can pick whatever guy's ass ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No. Not when you're fighting literally like the equivalent of Goku. Yeah, not so much. So she. <laughs> she She's like, I'm supposed to win. She's at 12 hit points, already used everything she had in her in her power. Can't mm-hmm. stun this guy for the life of him because his con's up the ass. And she's like, no, I'm supposed to win. And he's like, you're not good enough. And then uses his bonus reaction because he had a the moves that bosses have. Legendary but, action? Thank you. Yes. I knew that. <laughs> no worries. He had legendary action, so he used one to punch her, and then it was his turn. So he punched her, which knocked her unconscious. And then on his mm-hmm. turn, as she was falling, he kicked her, dealing two death fails, and then stabbed the gem into her chest. Ah, damn! Which killed her. And my reaction was, oh my god, that was a fucking trap. That was genius. And everyone's like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? What is happening? I'm like, this was a trap. This is amazing. See, that's worth it. They're like, but you're dead. And I'm like, yeah, you'll revive me. It's fine. Yeah, just, see, just that's live. the legendary shit that makes memories. Yeah, just just live the fight. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but when she was revivified, she had four levels ex- of exhaustion. And actually, this was the first thing that shook her, like actually scared her because she was one of those like, I'll take on whatever. Right. This just proved like, I can die. I've been knocked unconscious, but like now I officially have died. I've oh, and also it didn't help that she saw Kyber himself in her death. That that didn't help. Oof. Yeah, Kyber was the bad guy technically. the 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 bad guy we were fighting was trying to bring Kyber back, which would have destroyed the entire planet. So I don't know why. Mm-hmm. That was their ultimate goal. 
But you know, you know, as you do, as you do, just casually bringing gods trapped inside everyone back. Yeah, whatever. Sure. Why not? Destroy the planet. We got the gods (laughs) to help us just because we're like, look, if there's no planet, there's no people to worship you. Can you please help us? Solid call. Appeal to the ego. Yep. Y'all want worshippers? Well, you're going to have to help us out. No, you're not going to have any worshippers anymore. You're just going to have Kyber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good luck with that one. <laughs> and they're like, uh, fine. <laughs> we'll help, I guess. Um, but yeah, give give people not weak-ass exits. <laughs> yeah. Give them something memorable and worthy of their time and investment in the character. Definitely. That actually, like, that ending led me to wanting to it, it's not going to happen because i don't have time but it led me to wanting to run games where you get to finish your character story oh wow, <laughs> that never yeah. got to finish their character story so like how many unfinished character arcs do we have like honestly hundreds probably yeah there's a lot yeah i have so many that just like live in my ha- my head rent free and i'm just like i need to know what happened like do they survive did their do they ever find out that their girlfriend died from their own mother? No, I don't know. We need to have answers. And people are like, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like you wouldn't understand. <laughs> We're going to call this new series Catharsis. And uh yeah. Gonna be uh, gonna be a good time. <laughs> Catharsis through closure. Yep. Do you die or not? Only time will tell. Please enjoy the free feels. Because we've got a surplus of them. Just shoveling them out. And emotional damage. <laughs> yep, emotional damage. On tap. Plus popcorn. We will, we will provide popcorn. Yep. Um, and asterisks, <laughs> if you live too far away, you must provide your own popcorn. If you cannot make your own popcorn, store-bought is fine. But you're missing out if you're not making your own. So. It's true. It's very true. When, ever since I started making stovetop popcorn, I'm just like, oh, I can't never have microwave popcorn again. You can't go back. No. It's, it's like me it. with... It's like me with French press coffee. Once I hit French press coffee there with fresh ground, there's no going back. I've seen the top of the mountain and it is good. And that <laughs> is how you add a new player to your table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how you do it, guys. Like follow those easy steps <laughs> that are somewhere in this hour long discussion. And yep, they're there. You should you should listen to all of it though because all of it was fantastic. So yeah, and remember to hit the Patreon. Yes, definitely go become a mind a flame skull today or an ancient dragon. Mm-hmm. Honestly, give me more money, become an ancient dragon. Do it. But on that note, <laughs> where can these lovely people find you on the internet? You can find me anywhere online at Zergester, X-E-R-J-E-S-T-E-R. I stream at least three times a week over on Twitch, where I teach everything from painting minis and uh, world-building tips and running games to occasionally just playing some video games. Right now, I've been playing through Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and that has been such a fucking love letter to TTRPGs. I absolutely adore it. And you can find me every Sunday over on Dipples and Dice's channel, where I play in the live TTRPG witch-like campaign wayward revelry very cool um all of those links will be down in the description below so go check those out thank you so much for joining this was a blast i don't think oh, i laughed this hard in a while <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on twitter at beholder to no one or dice before dawn or set control rpg um you can also find me on fridays with awfully queer heroes and their tower of the soul campaign this week which when this episode goes live, I will be on Friday 
uh, doing the finale of season two on of Monster of the Week on 2000 Tales. Go find out if Karen um, and her arguments from earlier in the in the um, Homeland Security and in the White Council and all that stuff. See if she's still alive. Like, go go check that out. <laughs> see what happens. I'm sure something else bad is going to happen. That's how this works. Of course. On Saturday, though, you can find me in Rafiki's Extra Life charity stream, which I will put the link down below with where that is being held because I do not know off the top of my head right now. But to go check out that Extra Life charity stream, we, it'll be going on throughout the day, I believe. Um, so donate to Extra Life for that. And otherwise, if you want to find me, you can see where else I'm on. On my Twitter, I will have a pin post for my weekly schedule. And of course, always check out the Patreon and become a flame skull today. Do it. Live, laugh, love. Embrace it. And keep being awesome. Bye. Hey, before you go, I just wanted to let you know that this episode was edited by Matt over at Walsh Animation. They are part of the Table Party podcast, and I wanted to give a little bit of a shout out to them, especially because Matt has been such a freaking lifesaver when it comes to editing the discussion episodes recently. So please listen to this ad for Table Party podcast and go check them out and make sure you give them some love. Thanks. What makes Table Party different from other tabletop podcasts? The music. The setting. The characters. The gore. A bunch of different games. The refreshing coldness of ice cream. The 300-foot-tall squid named Delilah. The dice rolls. The horrifying body horror. The aroma. The suffering of my players. Dairy Queen blizzards. The luxurious plush texture. The free coupons. Bad decisions. And who can we expect? I'm Kelsey. I'm Matt. I'm Gabe. I'm Walsh. I'm Chris. Welcome to the table party. 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 Welcome to the table party.